Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. Yay! And we're here yet again for the second part of uh, Troma Month, uh, when we are covering 2015's My Bloody Banjo. Mm-hmm. Um, so right off the bat, we'd like to say thank you very much to Liam Regan for uh, for the chance to see this movie. Um, yeah, absolutely. We After eating Miss Campbell, we were very excited, all of us, to, to find out that there was a, a, a prequel to it, as it were. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very good. And and he got he heard us talking about it on the episode and got in contact. So yeah, and and just just to be clear, Liam Regan is the writer and director of My Bloody Banjo and Eating Miss Campbell. Yes, mm. not just a helpful chap who uh, appointed us in director. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So thanks very much for that. Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go further and say he's a gentleman. He is a gentleman, yeah. I definitely yeah. say. And he's very good to follow on Instagram. I've got to say, he puts up loads mm. of like, funny stuff and trauma stuff. And yeah, it's awesome. and, a, and a lot of uh, Rick and Aid as well, which is yeah. beautiful. <laughs> which obviously makes us hugely happy. I see you're wearing a bottom T-shirt today, Eddie. Yeah, that's purely by accident, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, warning as ever, uh, there will be spoilers and there will be swearing. Um, but we were just discussing whether to do this spoiler free. So this movie has been released previously, but heavily edited. Um, the director's cut is available uh, directly from the website. So if you go to uh, dot com, you can pre-order a copy of this. There's only a thousand copies. So it's a get out there and get yourself a copy. Uh, Eating Miss Campbell is also coming out limited edition of a thousand copies, which I will certainly be gonna gonna be tracking down. Mm-hmm. Um, and although we will be telling the story, oh, those of you who listen every week, no, we don't go through the the full film blow by blow. Um, so don't feel that if you've not managed to get hold of it yet and you hear us discussing it, it we're not going to have spoiled anything because. We were saying these trauma films are very much in the execution. It's about the performances and the over-the-top gore and the the, the overall fun of it. So don't yeah. think just because you've heard this, you go, ah, fuck it, I don't need to see that now. You do. You really do. Trust it's, me. It's all in the experience. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say, get in there, get a director's cut. Not too hard if you want to keep your banjo intact. <laughs> I had no idea that this was a thing. I did not know what a banjo oh, really? was before I seeing either this. going in. I was expecting something to do with an instrument. Yeah, so I love absolutely. the fact they put it at the beginning. <laughs> yes, I was like, I was know. like, why are they telling us? Oh, the second one. Okay, I've got some idea now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'd have known by the end anyway. Uh, so yes, those you would certainly. Like myself, naive idiots <laughs> yeah. who are unaware. Uh, the banjo is the piece of skin which attaches the foreskin to the helmet. Uh, and it plays <laughs> a large part of this. Don't laugh at me, Alex. What says it's been in the fucking film? It, well, it's because you started. You started. Uh, I thought you were going to go scientific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you I think he's right. I think that was the actual. Uh, that was the description. I thought I'll yeah. go with the description. The exact one. Given. Yeah. It is the yeah, which which probably gives you a fair indication of the the tone of the piece. Yes, yeah. if nothing else. I did find out it's called uh, the actual proper term is a frenulum. Mm. Mm, okay. Yeah, and you've got and you've got one not only on your uh, penis, uh, but also it's the bit of skin that attaches your tongue. 
Ah, that's why I've heard mouth. it before. Not about yeah. rocks. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yes, let's go in our traditional style So, Chris, what did you make of this film? So, we've now watched um, Eating Miss Campbell. That was my first trauma. Then we watched New- Class of Newcomb High. So, watching this one... I was sort. Of, I wasn't sure exactly. Obviously, I knew it was connected with Eat Miss Campbell, but I didn't. I knew it was older, so I just didn't quite know what to expect. This was almost harder hitting than Eat Miss Campbell. <laughs> I think there's there's something yeah. there is something very raw and gritty about it. So it did. I say it grew on me. So it was. It was. It felt like a bit much. I know what you mean. To, to begin with and then as it went on I was getting more and more involved and yeah and as the characters developed uh, I really started to to sort of I, what is it it's, it's like it's where you you know you start to get used to the character and then you sort of feel for them more and their mm. their arc and their progression and so yeah it it felt very kind of satisfying at the end and there there is a, what I was trying to work out is do I need to be very drunk to fully get appreciate some of the scenes in this because they're they're they don't hold back that's that's what i can say that's what i that's what i love about independent cinema and and Mm. trauma specifically yeah is that no let's not hold it let's (laughs) just go full-on balls to the wall and yeah like and this as you say this does like right in the first what sort of 15 minutes it goes well, even before that, in the first two minutes, the scene where she empties the condom all over yeah, the place yeah. is just hilarious can, and awesome. <laughs> can I also say that Peltzer Arbuckle is mm. an extremely fluid man? Because <laughs> that is a hell of a load. I thought that. I was like, oh, my God, is that a week's worth she's got there? And I was... <laughs> but, but, oh. With both that and, and the amount of blood he's got. That was the thing. The, the yeah, amount of blood that shoot came that out of when the banjo impressively. snapped. I was like, "Yeah, that's probably yeah. <laughs> that's got to be a trip to A and E." Yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it does, and, and that's what I loved, as you say, is the fact that it doesn't like it kicks straight in this mm. film. Like you get that this is what the film is, right? So, from, it, so right if you're prepared that. for that, but, but yeah, and and so, the, but the comedy. Is also kind of gritty as well. Yeah. It's like it's a certain type yeah. of style of comedy that's not necessarily you're not necessarily laughing out loud as much as you are when we talk about it. It's like oh yeah, so it's a bit harsh. But and and oh and then, and then um who's the guy that he gets to he gets him to shoot himself after essentially killing his mum on the phone? Yeah. Like, so again, there's some really dark kind of bits. Oh yeah. But yeah, but that's it. I think as it goes on, it sort of got more and more entertaining. Um, especially, well, especially when when Ronnie turns up. Really, I guess that's where it <clears> it starts to really change and become. Um, it's I guess it's like a horror film of kind of drop dead Fred, which, which apparently was one of the kind uh, of yeah. Oh really? On, on on the character of Ronnie, yeah, because because. Uh, Basically, it's based on a short film called Confessions of Peltzer mm. that uh, Liam Regan did as the sort oh, okay. of proof of concept for the film. And Ronnie in that is um, basically he's Ronald Reagan. He's 
<laughs> like the for, former American president and living person, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um, and um, but there was, do you remember a film called The Tripper that was out? It was like um, 2006. And basically, it was a load of people go out and take a load of mushrooms, but then a guy dressed as Ronald Reagan kills them. I've it was like a sort of weird slasher movie. I don't, I don't know if it was much cop to be honest. I don't think I haven't seen it, but there was sort of like people. I think when the short came out, people were sort of drawing comparisons between that. Mm. But in interviews I've read with um, uh, Mr. Regan, I haven't met him. I'm going to say Mr. <laughs> Regan. Um, it's sort of like the character kind of developed outside of that anyway, so it didn't make sense for him to remain as mm. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, and actually his inspirations were obviously Freddy Krueger because you do not create uh, yeah, a wisecracking yeah. Yeah. horror monster mm. without being influenced by Freddy Krueger. It's just fucking yeah. impossible, um, bitch. And, um, but also, interesting enough, he mentioned Funny Man. Mm. Oh, which nice. Which obviously we covered back in episode twenty, so Hold going back some time now. And again, and again, this is the level of ass backwardness that poor Chris's horror education has come in. Is that we showed him Funny Man on episode twenty, and yeah. then you know we didn't actually get round to trauma films until one hundred and fifty six. Who's, who's in charge of this vessel? What is yeah. going on here? No, it's, it's almost as if we just drink beer and make it up as we go along, isn't it? Um, I think there's also a case of it's also like we go, do you know what? I haven't seen that in ages. Let's put it out. Yeah, yeah, there does seem to be a little bit of that occasion. Yeah. Talking of the character Ronnie, I've got to put my hands up and say I was so convinced that actor, his mouth, his eyes and his hair and even the prosthetics, I was like, if someone told me that was Christian Bale, I would be in no way surprised. It looked exactly <laughs> like Christian Bale. Yeah, he's like point. Christian Bale's spitting image puppet. I was, yeah. gonna, I was gonna say like <laughs> the end of a peer sketch of Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, well, that the um, the guy who plays Ronnie, Damien Mortar, is a director in his own right. He did a film called Book of the Dead. The Esca trilogy, which is apparently an anthology zombie film, um, which could be worth checking out. But also, he's the director of photography and the editor of mm. My Bloody Banjo. So, <laughs> nice. yeah. But again, again, I think the because I'm I kind of know what you mean, Chris. Because I think when when I watched this, certainly the first twenty five minutes, I was kind of like, is this? You know, is this funny or is this just yeah, yeah. a relentless? So, that's it. I was, yeah, I was like, but, should they have given me a hint on this one? But yeah, but it really does it, start to either you get used to it and it's like, yeah, no, I see, see it now. I I think it's just it's that it, again. It's you have to follow that absurdity of mm. trauma, where it's like literally this. You know, there's so much laid on mm. with a trowel of it's like literally every person that he interacts with is a fucking arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it and to be fair, that's the one thing I did find with the film is that there is that one question that will haunt you all the way through it is why haven't you just left? Yeah. Because he's clearly got money. 
yeah. because they're after his money for like when they do the wet and and so do you know what I mean? So it's not like he's desperately needs to keep the job. And you think, yeah, that's a it's rather a toxic working environment. I don't think I'd sort of stay there necessarily. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um. Yeah. So we should mention. So obviously, James Hammer Morton and Danny Thompson. Uh, uh, well, actually, as as well as uh, Vito Trigo were in uh, Vigo uh, Trigo, yeah, yeah, were in uh, eating Miss Campbell. Um, mm. as, actually, was, as was Lawrence R. Harvey. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Because I, mean, I definitely uh, need to buy it because it's yeah, it's already disappearing from my memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw uh, Trigo and uh, Clay Von Karlowitz last week. In fact. Again, because I, after we did Class of Newcomb High, I watched Return to Newcomb High. Mm, yeah, they were both in that. So mm. yeah, it took me a little while. I was like, because you know it's it's ten years old now, I think. So mm. they look slightly different, and I was like, yeah, they definitely look familiar. And then I was like, oh yeah, of course it is. It's, it's them. But yeah. Well, well, I mean, like, I'll give you, I'll give you the background on it. Liam Regan has always been a Troma fan. He said from the age of eleven. Mm. Um, when he got an ex-rental copy of Toxic Avenger 2 from Blockbuster. <laughs> <coughs> Apparently, his favourite trauma film is Tromeo and Juliet. Um, okay. but he, did, did we talk about that one? We did. I think we briefly mentioned it as, in a like, along with yeah. all the others that we listed, yeah. Because okay. Tromeo and Juliet was kind of like the 90s, was came out in the 90s, and that was kind of like a resurgence a bit for trauma because... You know, it, people. Oh, people were was that, the that, one that... that was the one that was co-written with James Gunn, who obviously right, now okay. is, I think, running. He's now running the DC universe, isn't he? Mm. Like movie universe. Um, mm, yeah. But um, and so um, in 2002, Liam Regan went to a trauma convention in the UK, um, dressed as Sergeant Kabuki Man. And he met Lloyd Kaufman and basically sort of like they sort of stayed in contact and he sent back, like they would sort of email back and forth and stuff like that. And when um, he heard that Kaufman was making return to Newcomb High, he flew himself out to Buffalo to offer to work as a production assistant on the film. Wow. And apparently uh, slept on the floor of a disused funeral home with most of the rest of the cast as well. So, you, awesome you know, usual sort of trauma, <laughs> you know, level of luxury, I would say. Um, and that's where he met uh, Vito Trigo and um, uh, Clayvon Karlowitz on that film. And that's why they're in this. So it, it does all sort of, yeah. Um, and apparently he he did he came back for return to return to Newcomb High, um, and also he's in he's in Shakespeare's Shitstorm, but I think he's just like a crowd like in in a crowd character sort of thing, mm. like a background character. Uh, and um, but yeah, it's so that's the sort of that's the pedigree behind it, and. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Lawrence R. Harvey is probably the biggest horror name on here, mostly for yeah. the Human Centipede too. Um, but also, we um, what was it called? Psychopath. Do you remember? We again. This he seems to be in a lot of um, horror on seas. 
yes. uh, stuff because he was in, uh, I've got it written down, I can't remember it. It's um, Egomaniac, yes. which was, do you remember the one, it was about the uh, film director? Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. And she was doing, uh, eventually she was doing snuff movies. But he was in that. And again, because the thing is, obviously, Human Centipede 2, like one of the sort of harshest things out there. Um, but just Wait, wait, that, more, more than Human Centipede 1? Pretty much, because basically mm-hmm. it's, because obviously you've got Human Centipede 1, mm. <coughs> excuse me, and then... Human Centipede 2, but the story of Human Centipede 2 is that there is a bloke who works in a car park in England who's obsessed with the Human Centipede and Mm. dreams of making his own Human Centipede. And he's played by Lawrence R. Harvey, who's uh, Clyde too long in this. Yeah, okay. And basically, yeah, he... um, There's people getting raped with barbed wire he builds a human centipede um uh, include and it's but it's kind of a, a a meta thing whereby it's meant to be that he's been he's seen the film and been influenced by it and he's right. like a, and so but it's done kind of like black and white 70s gritty sort of More looking thing of, so yeah. it kind of in a weird way is meant to be like the true life thing that was inspired by the movie. It's an interesting, yeah, okay, an interesting thing. But I'm assuming Lee hasn't seen this. I've not seen either. Of them. I mean, I would, um, mm. and they're definitely both on my list. I just have okay. never quite been in. There's that. always something else that might just yeah. be a little bit. Well, I, th- I think. I think the trouble is, is that I think it's one of those things where the longer that um, Tom Six, the director, goes on, the more you feel that it's like. Yeah, you are just trying to shock, aren't you? Yeah, because yeah. I think okay. you can. Because I, because I remember when we first heard about the Human Centipede when we went to Fright Fest, yeah. and I was just fucking mortified that we hadn't watched it because I was looking through the like the prospectus or the the brochure. Uh, what's the bloody word? Oh. Program. That's it. That we'd got, and it was like, have you seen this Human Centipede? A man stitches three people together, ass to mouth, and like to make them his pet centipede. And I was like, that sounds fucking amazing. It was all right. You know, yeah. And but also if you haven't seen the human centipede, just watch the human cent iPad, the South Park episode, and you pretty much get, you yeah. get all the beats and all the jokes that you will make about watching the yeah. film. Um, but yeah, so no, number two is kind of like, but um, Tom, because then they did a third one, um, mm. In which a whole prison is stitched ass to mouth, um, and apparent and Lawrence R. Harvey's in that playing a different character, okay. um, and uh, but his latest film, which I th- I still think has not been back, uh, has still not come out, and it's basically a club of middle aged white women who masturbate over videos of nine eleven, and at what? that point it's like you're just trying a bit hard, mate. Yeah, so, and that's what you I know. Like, that's what I like about this and, and trauma in general is it it never it never feels like it's trying too hard. Mm. It's like we've got these wacky ideas and we're gonna make them as over the top as humanly possible. Mm. But yeah, it never feels like they're just trying to shock you for the sake of trying to shock you. It's always yeah, isn't it? it's, it's always it's almost like a, it's a byproduct of it rather than yeah. as a sort of the the whole reason for it. <laughs> 
So, yeah. but um, mm. and I mentioning him uh, and again and uh, James Hammer Morton and stuff like the I I just loved the performances in this. It they, mm. they were yeah they were that perfect level of over the top, but without becoming annoying, which sometimes characters can do when they mm. um uh, when they try too hard with stuff like um die zombie bastards and stuff where they try and act wacky and it goes so over the top that it kind of grates on you and it's quite difficult to get into. Whereas this, everyone's felt like they hit a balance of being over the top or an annoying dickhead, but not <laughs> to the point where you're like, oh, this is annoying me and I don't want to watch it. Like it was just e- right. Everyone's, everyone's in the right sort of frame of like, you know, it's, it's cartoonish. Yeah. Mm. So, all the ways in which people are vile to Peltzer are ludicrously over the top and, you know, cartoonish and everything. And I have to say, Clavon Cla- uh, Karlowitz, fucking magnificent bastard. You know, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he's so boohiss. Yeah. You know, he really is, you know, and... <clears throat> I did. Get, I did get a little little Tom Cruise yeah. sense from him. <laughs> I got a Tom Cruise sense from him, apart from the fact that he never, at any point, seemed to be standing on a box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, you know, you know the old, you know. Actually, I think we need to institute this as a thing, by the way, because obviously you've heard the, ter- you know, when people was like, like I, I, hopefully I'm not overstepping the mark, but by saying, you know, friend of the podcast, Liam Regan, um, <laughs> you know, or friend of the podcast. Um, whomsoever i think we should also institute enemy of the podcast tom cruise was last <laughs> yeah yeah if anyone's in any doubt listen to our room 101 episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> where tom cruise is mentioned once or twice <laughs> yeah um and that was the other thing with this um it, there was so much going on which i mm. loved like the, there's there's so much story in it um that crammed in but but with that again, like you know, like we've said before, it felt really well paced. It was, although you, as you mentioned, that um, Chris, it's kind of it's kind of all the gritty unpleasantness is front loaded, mm. so you mm. get all of that, and then then the the second two thirds of the film is just the absolute lunacy. Once Ronnie steps into the yeah. room, really, and <laughs> it just goes absolutely apeshit. <laughs> and actually, and actually, the film kind of does go ape shit with Ronnie, it feels like a psychotic break because Peltz is pretty much <coughs> wandering through like the bit where he goes in and they're going, oh, you've got Deets pregnant, right, you're going to have to get married. And then they're in the church getting married. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this this, this is this is quick. You yeah. know? And it, but it does feel almost like that sort of fugue state of, yeah, yeah. you know, or a dreamlike sort of thing where it's like, you know, have you just completely lost it at this point you know mm. but i think yeah because i at first uh, I, yeah at first i think i was the same as chris's i think it was because at that point you look like oh just you know you're going to be much more and i think it i think it also doesn't help how sort of adorable lawrence r harvey is yeah in that it's like how can you be doing this to this poor man you know look at him um but yeah, it's sort of, and actually, I mean, that's the thing is, I would say I think that eating Miss Campbell has improved the formula because yeah. I think that I think there's harsher things 
Dunn said in Eating Miss Campbell. Yeah, I was trying, to, I was trying to remember, yeah. To various characters, including the main character. But I think they managed to... You, you're already on board with the absurdity of it from the start, and it sort of works that way. Also, I think the thing is, by having it in school, you again, you don't have that thing of, well, why don't they just leave? And it's like, well, because you're stuck there. It's fucking school. You've all got to go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that's it. I mean, because I watched this with Lady Jennifer, and, um, yeah, I sort of said to her the same as you guys. I was like, well, they keep saying, you know, he's got this lovely house and stuff. Why does he keep going to this job? Like, they can't possibly pay him a decent wage. Why does he keep going? And she was like, yeah, just because you've got a nice house doesn't mean you've got loads of money in the bank. And a nice house that's, that's will true. always cost you an absolute fucking fortune. So, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you've got a point. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I suppose he's, he's pretty broken as well. He probably doesn't have any confidence in going oh, yeah, this trying to do anything very... else. So he's just, that's it. And Danny's is not... waiting for him at home. So like, yeah, yeah. We've all been in that relationship where you take a massive amount of abuse because you're like, well, yeah, but they're hot, aren't they? <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> We've all been there. Still doing it, mate. Hear that, love? <laughs> she knocked the fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm um, going to start doing like hand signals so you know that I've been I've, I've been kidnapped. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I loved the, the end of this film as well. The whole time, I was just like, where is this? I couldn't work out how it was going to end up wrapping up. Mm. Um, yeah, so the, the final scene that when it goes down, was because you start to get an idea of where it's going with mm. the kitchen scene with Ronnie, but then that turns into what looks like the best night out ever, and you kind of forget about forget it. Forget yeah, <laughs> yeah. what the planet yeah. <laughs> Which is which is great. It kind of misdirects mm. you away from it when they just go out on this lunatic, drunken night of just getting mm. on it and getting tattooed and juggling eggs and God knows. And it, yeah, it was just it was such a, a such a great montage of like a night out. And I was like, yeah, that's I've had nights out that felt <laughs> like a five minute montage. <laughs> yeah, but I think also you've got because. I I, lo- I liked the thing as well because it was it reminded me a bit of American Werewolf, mm. um, where he starts also hallucinating the victims. Like, yeah. well, you say victims, yes. he starts hallucinating the people who get killed because they're fucking asking for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So let's just put that out there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and but obviously because he's already got Ronnie's his. Is acknowledged all the way through. Ronnie is his imagination. Ronnie's that you know, yeah. And um, so yeah, I like that when they started bringing them in as well because it just sort of like again and like I say, it just evoked American Werewolf mm. for me as well. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Always good. <clears throat> yeah, but good. I have to say, I mean, uh, and also, um, uh, like Vito Trigo or Trigo, fucking hell, you know. I can see, I can see why they wanted to bring back Mister Sawyer and they wanted to bring back Deets, yeah, for eating Miss Campbell. And even even though he's still called Clyde Toulon, um, it was a much mm. different relationship in eating Miss Campbell because yeah, sort of reading about it, whether it was a sequel or not, or you know, whether this because that was the other thing that threw me as well, is because I was like, 
I thought to myself, oh, well, I know these characters. In my head, I was like, oh, well, these characters all go on to mm. be in the next film, but it's not really a sequel. It's a sort of, uh, I think he described it as how, like, he said, more rats to clerks or clerks. Okay. You know, where it's like you've got same characters in there, but it's a different it's... feel. It's a different yeah sort of way of doing it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so when Clyde dies, I was sort of, oh, so maybe we're not, <laughs> you know, it doesn't link that way then or anything else like that. So, and also, the, the I mean, that was just, a if you want a sort of encapsulated trauma moment, it's definitely got to be the face melting. Yeah. <laughs> his face melting at the end with the eye popping out and everything. That was just... That was, you know, that's your trailer moment and everything. But it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, and um, also just a couple of references. Um, Helen Lotta is the reference to Frank Helen Lotta, the guy who did um, Frank and Hooker, Basket Case Trilogy, ah. Bad Biology and Brain Damage. So, and that's where that comes from. And the Stuck on You t-shirt that he's wearing through a lot of it, um, that's a that's one of Troma's early films, like one of their sex comedies. Oh, from like about eighty two, I think it is. So that's like that technically vintage. Yeah, well, yeah. So. <laughs> Actually, you saying about references? I did keep thinking that with Clyde Toulon, I was like, is that a reference to uh, uh, Toulon from Puppet Master? It is. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. <laughs> it is. I did. I did nice. see that as well. Yeah. So. Um, that series mm. but yeah again but, you can see that you can see that sort of crossover as well that world that, again it, it's it's a different type of crazy idea but yeah it's, it could almost like the the full moon and mm. trauma have almost got a crossover not quite they're very, they're very different but you can see how the two of them are quite similar in their production style and, and obviously you've got Lloyd uh, Kaufman's cameo in this, he's the doctor, mm. um, which apparently was, um, he, you know, uh, Liam Regan said, oh, you, you know, do you want to appear in it? And he just came over, did it in a day, went on. <laughs> um, but yeah. Great. But to I see think, it, it, you know, that's, it's always just good to see. And, but also, I just, yeah. And taking them as sort of two together. Um, you know, like the two films together. Mm. I mm. just want to see the continuing adventures of uh, Deets Montgomery and Mr. Sawyer. Cause yes. yeah. I think uh, they are some couple of characters, certainly. Oh, I'd mate. Def yeah. I'd definitely watch a third one of these yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, there was something you mentioned earlier as well, Chris, about the music being quite upbeat and getting you go yeah i loved that i thought that mm. was really good mm. but, again, but again it's that it's that trauma thing of just to apply it. everything's sort of everything's energy and it doesn't mm. stop because if there's what there's one thing i think actually that might be probably why to the effects at the start is that it doesn't give you any breathing space so mm. you just go from <laughs> Bullying to bullying to bullying yeah. to bullying. <laughs> <laughs> to, to some serious gore to yeah. a bit more bullying. Uh, also, you know, um, top marks, this is uh, clearly um, 
clearly uh, prosthetic penises are part of uh, Mr. Regan's oeuvre. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so I'll be looking forward to whichever prosthetic penis appears in uh, the third film that he does. Um. Yeah, just to go back to something you said earlier, Chris, as well, you were like, oh, maybe I should have a few beers uh, and, you know, I'd enjoy it even more. And I think that's, you know, I know I know we mentioned it a bit with the uh, the class of Newcomb High. Yeah. But to, but as Adam just said, like the music and everything is such high energy. And that's why these films are great for getting mm. a load of people and sitting around drinking and chatting and having a laugh because they are high energy. So you don't get that like you know, three or four beers in, you start getting that lethargic slump. Like with something like this running in the background that you all keep turning your attention back to, it yeah. just keeps goosing you and waking you back up. And Well, that's what, yeah, I definitely thought this built really well. It, it, Yeah, it just kept getting better all the way through to the end. Yeah, we should definitely do that one night, actually, is get a film like this on and get the three mm. of us together. Maybe turn the mic on and have it running and just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if if any if people out there would be interested in hearing that, just let us know at Instagram and places and all the other stuff. Uh, yeah, all the other all the other places where we will ignore you. And I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, yes. So, I mean, this is definitely a recommend from me. As I said before, you can go and pick it up at refusefilms.com. You can pre-order mm-hmm. your copy. There's only a thousand, so don't hang around. Mm-hmm. Get stuck it's, in. It's- Blu-ray, it's it's uh, any region, and loads of extras on both of them. Eating Miss Campbell and uh, my bloody banjo. Yeah, you definitely get your money's worth. And again, <clears throat> as we said before, these films have got such a rewatchability because mm. there's so much going on, and yeah, they definitely. are a film you you'd watch with a one group of friends, and then you can watch it six months later with a different group of friends. So you you mm. keep pulling it off the shelf. I think. Mm. So, yeah, definitely a recommend from us. Uh, thanks again to Liam Regan for yep, uh, allowing us to see this. Um, also, we would like to give a massive thanks as well to uh, Nicholas Tomney, mm. um, who we mentioned he's the writer and director of The Perfect Host, mm. the film we covered a few weeks back. Um, he got in contact with us yeah. randomly. Um, yeah. And gave me the buzz of the weekend. It was awesome. Um, yeah, and he's got he's got a new film uh, coming out. Well, he's currently sort of, I believe he's uh, submitting it to festivals and everything. So I'll be absolutely Very excited to. Yeah, to, uh, I really, I really, that. really would. It like still to seems see mad it. that that um, the perfect host was his debut film. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I to to be honest, it's still fucking mad that. No bug has seen it. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and Make sure some, to change we've that, had everybody. Some, we've had some lovely feedback from a few listeners who have mm. uh, checked it out now. And, uh, yeah, again, pretty much the, the same universal thing. It's like, yeah. that's fucking brilliant. Why have I never heard of it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, uh, just last night, uh, Lady Jennifer and myself went to visit a previous guest show on the guest on the show, Chris. Mm. Um, yes, to show him the perfect toast because he'd oh, never seen yeah. it and we discussed it. Um, yeah, <laughs> and without spoilers, and he was already sold on it. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so very excited for that. Uh, what You Wish For is the new film that Nicholas Tomlin mm. is working on. So, 
yeah, keep an eye out for that. And if you get the opportunity, I'm sure it'll be great to see. Yeah. I believe I believe that there is I believe there's an Instagram account for that, certainly, that we're oh, following. I'll be jumping so, on that as soon as we get yeah. on. Um just very quickly, uh, to wrap up, next week we are gonna be doing something completely different. Uh we thought we'd mix it up a bit. So next week, in, instead of what we've been watching, and not just because I've got into It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the first time and have not watched anything apart from that for <laughs> the last month, um, we are going to be doing, in the horror theme, we are going to be covering our own brushes with things that could be considered supernatural. So the three of us will be bringing our own stories of the super... Well, no, not. The, the paranormal the and the weird. Um, the unexplained. Mm. Yes. And we've never really addressed our opinions on this particularly. Obviously, the supernatural and the unexplained is a massive part of a lot of the films that we cover. So we thought it would just be nice to kind of have a an open roundtable discussion of the three of us about the subject in general and, yeah, our brushes with it and how convincing or not they've been mm. Um, mm. so yeah so that's something a bit different so spooky stories ready for you next time uh, go and check out My Bloody Banjo go and check out uh, Eating Miss Campbell prepare go, yourself Prepare yourself. go and watch The Perfect you will be. again um, <laughs> and we will see you all in a fortnight's time with some spooky shit thanks very much ladies and gentlemen good night good night, good night.